This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Marriage Radio. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning, my friends. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and welcome to AUM Radio. Today we are talking about pornography. We got a question sent in by a listener who asked us something very specific about our thoughts on pornography and she was kind of uh, she was asking confused, a little bit confused. And so we, we loved the question. We loved that she reached out and we wanted to clarify our thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as always, our show is brought to you by Get Your Marriage On. You can get the couples counseling app that's quick, fun, and never boring. And we created it. Go to getyourmarriageon.com mm-hmm. and check that out. You can get a free seven-day trial and uh, or have just the free version forever, whatevs. But do you do you. <laughs> you do you, um, folks. And every day on Anatomy of Marriage Radio, we do four things. What are those four things? Those four things are we pray, we share gratitude, we share an intention, and then we do the uh, two, Question two questions the from the que- questions of the day from the Get Your Marriage On app, the conversation starters. So why don't you pray this morning? All right. Uh, dear God, thank you so much for all of our blessings. Thank you for this Saturday. Thank you for our family, our healthy kids, our, our wonderful home, our bodies, our minds, wonderful educators and teachers like Dr. Tina Shermer-Sellers. Just thank you for the abundance of life that you have in this world that we can glean wisdom from and change our own lives with. Thank you, and I pray that this show is helpful to people and it's transformative and help us have an amazing day. Amen. Amen. We encourage you to do these things with your partner. Pray together, do your intentions together, do your gratitudes, and then talk about what we talked about today. Mm -hmm. It's a very small thing that makes a very big difference in the long run. Yeah, it really does. The small things add up, Mm -hmm. right? Pennies pennies turn into dollars, right, Mel? Sure. I I guess they They can. They do. That's how money works. (laughs) Anyway, thank you guys for joining us. And uh, so I'm thankful. I think I said this yesterday. I am thankful just the fact that we are married and we're a team that makes stuff you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying like kids obviously a home a yard Mm -hmm. uh, suppers together content for one and then i'm just happy that Mm -hmm. like we are using two of those energies that we have Mm -hmm. put them together and now we're making something and that's just basically a family yeah right and overall 
It's very good, and I love you, and I'm thankful. Great. Um, so Seth is doing his gratitudes, which is saying what you're thankful for mm-hmm. that your spouse did that day or the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to sound a funny, like funny compared to what you just said. I'm thankful that when you woke up and found the dog turd in the, by the front door, you cleaned it without any problems. Oh, well, I cleaned the one in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thankful that you weren't <laughs> mad at the dog. You weren't mad at somebody else. I'm, I am fine. mad at the dog for eating my peppers, but nah, that's whatever. Our, that's our own fault. Yeah, I know. The dog can't help himself but be attracted to manure (sighs) in the thing. But anyway, so do the gratitudes with your partner. Mm -hmm. Say what you're thankful for. Little little bits like this go a very long way. Um, Intentions. Our intentions for the day with our relationship. Do you have a specific intention? Uh, No, I don't, but I will think of one and do it. What's yours? My intention is to really... like step up my relational game as far as, and this is going to sound weird. I'm getting there. Uh, What I think of as I want to have almost like military discipline level Mm -hmm. of, you know, like David Goggins, Joshua Joshua Willink, Leif Babin discipline in every aspect of our home. I don't Mm -hmm. want them there to be a single element within our family unit, our home Mm -hmm. that is, not tidy, not intentional, not on purpose, not for a, a goal, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So everything from the kids' bedrooms to how I talk to you to our intimacy to mm-hmm. everything. So that's I, your intention, right? Yeah, my intention is literally to level up, mm-hmm. like on purpose for our marriage and our family. Just to mm-hmm. be like, I almost said balls to the wall, but there I said it. Um, I don't know what <laughs> else to say. Like I all said out. This thing. <laughs> I, that that is my intention is like full on yeah. just do it stop complaining be a bad a and do it and that's my intention mm-hmm. what is yours somebody says absolutely great content thank you dot 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 this is impacting my life thank you thank you so much for sharing that and uh that's a, a cool name uh thank you very much we appreciate Keep on. that what's your intention so my intention is to to meet you in that and i don't and here's my other intention. I don't want it to cause conflict when you are, if you have a goal and you assume that I'm going to be up there with military stuff and all this stuff, I may not do that. Uh, I can, but I may not do that and I don't want to get in trouble for it. So my intention is to meet you to that. And I, I do, I personally have said, okay, these next, I, it's, it's like a, a push because we're going to Nashville. We're going to do awesome uh-huh. things there. Um, and like, 12 days or something and i want to like push myself like okay here's the big lean into stuff to get Mm -hmm. ready so i intend to do that as well and also it wrapped so just so that you know wrapped up in my intention of like (laughs) i'm all about being balls to the (laughs) i'm glad someone (laughs) thinks that's okay um but in my intention and in sort of militantly Mm -hmm. leveling up and being whatever I take extreme ownership and understanding that mm. that is not what you signed up for. That's right. So I am not going to put that on you. Hey, that's I am not awesome. going to pretend that it was like something you wanted. That's mm-hmm. what I used to do in the past. I right. would pretend my goals were sets, mm-hmm. and it ain't cool to do that. So yeah, I didn't like military, Melanie. No, Metelanie. Anyway, yes. um, Nutella. Right. So I want you guys to do these with your partner. Pray, do your intentions, do your gratitude, mm-hmm. um, all of those things. It is very helpful. Okay. So we're going to dive into the question that we were sent. I edited it a little bit, but um, it was very concise and very helpful, and I'm thankful that this gal sent it in. 
Go she ahead said, and read it. I have to get my other phone for the questions. Okay. So. It says, hi, I am a huge fan of the podcast and y'all, and I have a question. A few episodes back, you were totally set up perfectly to hit on how damaging porn is to relationships. I mean, I agree with most of what y'all said. Purity is not everything, but porn can ruin a lot of things. As Christians, I think we all have the authority to call sin, sin, and purity is God's will, and porn is just lust and sin and so dangerous. Why don't y'all say those things? I wasn't a virgin, nor was my husband when we got married and I'd choose who I don't know what the sentence is I can't ever figure that out you I'd wrote it <laughs> oh no no she wrote it okay. I think it has a miss uh, uh-huh. and I'd choose who he is as a man overhanging onto his purity until our mm-hmm. wedding night and God shows his grace in that in that every day purity isn't everything watching porn doesn't make you impure but it is sin and it's damaging why don't y'all say these things Mm -hmm. again i love y'all and the show just something i've noticed in several episodes and a friend and i shared the podcast a friend i shared the podcast with actually brought it to my attention as well anyway Mm -hmm. thanks for what you do first of all thank you Mm -hmm. for pointing this out this is obviously a blind spot for us we're Mm -hmm. not doing this on purpose it's just i think when we answer questions we're so focused on what with the, like the specific of the question we're trying to answer, like mm-hmm. the purity thing. We were focused on talking about purity mm-hmm. and it completely skipped our mind to talk about the damaging effect of pornography. And your comment will absolutely change how we do things in the future because I think we need to be very explicit and very clear. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank mm-hmm. you for sending it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do like what you said about blind spots. And so my profession, my job as a therapist is to be objective. So if a client comes in and says, hey, this thing, I'm not going to say, what? You did that thing? Oh my goodness, don't you know that that is wrong and everything's black and white and you have to do this, this. I ask more, I ask different, I have a different line of questioning than just like, hey, this is wrong, don't do that, Mm -hmm. you can't. Or, you know what, clients have asked me, hey, what do you think about this? And I push back on that and I say, you know what, it doesn't matter what I think about it and Uh I know this isn't the answer that you're looking for because oftentimes clients want a very solid black and white answer. This happened a couple weeks ago, in fact. And I said, you know, you, you might even be mad at me with this, but... It doesn't matter what I think, mm. you know, it matters what you think, how you process it, if it's good in your life or if it's bad in your life, what do you want to do? And then that is much of a, uh, it, it's like that thing, give a man a fish, you know, or teach a man to fish, uh-huh. which is better. It's, well, <clears throat> teach a man to fish so they can do it for themselves. Yeah. And the l- longer lasting effects of realizing something yourself that's going to last. In therapy, we call that a first order change or a second mm-hmm. order change. Mm-hmm. And one of those is like, oh yeah, I'm all pumped up because my therapist told me not to do this. And then that goes on for a week. But then the other mm-hmm. uh, type of change is my therapist helped me realize that this isn't good and no, I'm choosing not to do that. Right, yeah. So that lasts for years yeah. and, and goes on. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. So as a therapist, I look and think about and process questions really differently. And in my experience, what's up, Lakeisha? Uh, good morning. Uh, you have an obligation to do that. Like if, yeah. So if, if someone goes to a therapist and they say, I've been looking at pornography and their therapist goes, oh, don't you know that's foul? Right. It's going to foul. stop them from healing. <laughs> right. I had to have a very... Uh, somebody says, Brittany says, I had the same thoughts uh, as the email, but I assumed your therapy perspective informed your mm-hmm. answer. Yes, it does. But just because I'm a therapist doesn't mean that I do... Uh, that I don't have feelings on outside thoughts yeah. about it. I just don't share those mm-hmm. mostly on the podcast because that's not the goal of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, although we like to be real um, and definitely not in therapy. What's the green drink? It's a green smoothie that Melanie makes. And if you're mm-hmm. listening to the podcast, 
podcast. We're live on Facebook and Instagram. We're answering questions that people are posting, just in case mm-hmm. people are wondering, like, what the green drink? Where'd that come from? Yeah. I make this drink. Uh, I make 12 of them on the week, or 11 or 12 on the weekends. And it is romaine, spinach, lemon, avocado, water, and orange juice. And I drink them. I make 12 of them at a time or 10 mm-hmm. or whatever and drink them throughout the week every morning. They are my absolute favorite thing. I've made videos. I'll try to share them again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's my favorite drink, Evs. So anyway, yeah. um, yes, I think that we, again, had a blind spot there with the podcast and not thinking to explicitly say our views on it and that kind of thing. Um, because... Uh, again, you have an obligation to not make people feel mm-hmm. shamed or bad or mm-hmm. weird for mm-hmm. the things they're trying to process. So that's kind of what we were doing, but mm-hmm. again, not intentional or anything. Mm-hmm. So I, we do believe that pornography is bad. We believe that it is not okay in a marriage. It's not good. It's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Um, there are... N- though the, there are sci- uh, what is the word I'm trying to say there are trains of thought mm-hmm. schools of thought that say there's healthy versions of it there's all these whatever and mm-hmm. I am of the belief the Bible says everything is permissible but not everything is beneficial mm-hmm. that means you can do anything mm-hmm. heroin look at porn kill someone be sarcastic be, be critical, sarcastic whatever like, there's a million different and versions you go of ahead that. and do mm-hmm. whatever is it all good for you Absolutely not. Right. And I think that especially the way we're wired for intimacy, the way we are wired for um, monogamy, the way we are wired to love and be seen and known and accepted, I think that pornography and inviting like other people in through pornography is incredibly damaging mm-hmm. to something that is central to the soul of who we are as people. Mm-hmm. And then of course, to the spirit of who we are as believers. Like it talks about this all the time. Like don't mm-hmm. do this. Don't do this in your marriage in the Bible. I think we should listen to that advice. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And one thing, I'm I'm glad that you brought up that verse because, uh, yeah, we, we can do anything we want, right? <laughs> and we, I believe that God gives us the discernment, literally the brains to know of like, hey, is that good or is this bad? Oh, should I keep on doing this? Is this uh, bringing mm-hmm. life? Is this bringing death, right? So if we went down the train of, do this, do this, do this, do this, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, then you get into really obviously rigid and black and white thinking. And growing up in the church, I've been in both, uh, growing up in the South, it's very rigid and very black and white on uh, much more than just religion and church, right? Mm -hmm. And I've seen where it is absolutely not helpful. So our job isn't to go down the huge list of all this stuff. It's like, so if somebody is saying, yeah, my my wife is drinking all the time and just, it's out of control and all this stuff, then I'm going to go, okay, obviously there's other stuff there. Drinking is not good for her and it is tearing all this stuff apart. Or if a a wife sends in, oh, my husband's looking at porn all the time and all this, like clearly, okay, that is not good, right? It is not benefiting your marriage. It's Mm -hmm. permissible, but it's not beneficial. Mm -hmm. And that can go with my wife nags all the time. My husband demeans me all the time. All of this falls into the categories of it's, it's, we can do it all you want, but Mm -hmm. guess what? You're going to sleep in the bed you make. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to sleep in the bed that you make. And is it good for the relationship? Is it good Mm -hmm. for you? Is it good for your spirit, for your soul, your psyche? Yes or no. That's a very defined Mm -hmm. answer. Mm -hmm. You know, like otherwise, like I can ask a client, 
Well, if this was if this was good for you, you wouldn't be sitting here talking to me right now. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So obviously, something on your heart or your spirit pulled you in here. It's like, yeah, I got to figure this out. I I can't do this anymore, or I just feel stuck, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I know you have a lot of content here. Aaron says we're human. We have been giving free will. It is up to us to discern what is beneficial and helpful, and honest and right for us. Because no, but this could open up a whole other conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, you could. One of the things I want to mention is you said we're given free will. If you look up the origin of the word will, it is wish. And what's interesting is that hmm. I used to hear the term the will of God. It's the will of God that you like stay monogamous or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what God wishes for you. Mm-hmm. And I think of that from the perspective of a parent. Yes. I do not wish upon my child that they like get in a car accident and look at porn and smoke all the time. I wish that they will have mm-hmm. a good and happy and you healthy wish life. good for them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's so important that we uh, really think about it in that perspective, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So... Was there something else you wanted to say? No. Before? Okay. So I have a bunch of bullet points and stuff I want to talk about about pornography and what we think about it and what studies have revealed about it and why we think it is important to look critically at this topic. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a study out of Australia that I, go, I got a bunch of this information from, and it says... The negative impacts of looking at pornography include things like encouraging violence, specifically against women. It objectifies others Mm -hmm. and builds damaging gender stereotypes that create lifelong struggles for those who view it and those who are who they're in relationship with. So not Mm -hmm. only does it mess up the person who's looking at it, it messes up the people that they will be in relationship with. Um, It creates very unhealthy sexual practices for the viewers, Mm -hmm. such as not using contraceptives or protection, right? Mm -hmm. That is not in pornography. So it is not something that you learn to do. So it it creates very unhealthy sexual practices, uh, such as not using protection or not caring at all if the other person is enjoying the interaction. And it is literally teaching the viewer what they should do in a terrible and unhealthy way. Mm -hmm. Porn is often our only sex education, and it is the worst sex education and sex educator ever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pornography warps the viewer's idea of what is normal and expected in a sexually intimate moment and creates unattainable expectations. Hold on, will you tell the kids to stop hollering in the other room? Our children are playing Fortnite and like shouting in the other room. Um, I'll keep on talking. So pornography warps the viewer's idea of what is normal and expected in a sexually intimate moment and creates unattainable expectations for both partners, such as perfect bodies, perfect lighting, ecstatic orgasms, and fake sexual responses. These are paid actors and actresses. They are, they're not in healthy, loving relationships that are mutually respectable and they're not enjoying themselves. They are paid to pretend that they are. This is not a normal, healthy, good thing. As much as you think it is, these people are pretending and acting and you are learning to think that that is what's normal and that is what real sex looks like. It is not. Um, The unattainable expectations in pornography create lifelong insecurities for their users and also, unfortunately, for their spouses, both perspectives, uh, from both perspectives. Either their partner doesn't meet the fake pornographic standard, Mm -hmm. which places undue and unwelcome pressure on them, or the user of pornography doesn't reach the fake pornographic standards that they themselves, and that they themselves begin to feel lacking. Mm -hmm. Both perspectives are highly damaging in a relationship. So there's... I want to put this in there. Uh, You know, comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. You know, comparison is the thief of a lot of stuff and i find myself comparing like if i see a men's workout magazine or Mm -hmm. whatever like that that has uh exercises that i can learn and stuff Mm -hmm. 
I can find myself going, oh man, well I'm not, I don't have a huge chest or a six pack or whatever. Okay, I can work towards that, but then, and there, there's all this stuff. It's like comparison is the thief of like, hey, I'm healthy, I am in yeah. good shape, you know, Sorry. relatively or comparatively, I guess. Mm-hmm. And comparison is the thief of joy. So if if you are consuming things that just make you compare your life, uh-huh. your sex life, your spouse, your car, your your house, your money, anything like that, then mm-hmm. you're not going to be content. Mm-hmm. So uh, along from the other highly researched damaging effects of pornography, there's there's also this one that's maybe not talked about so much, uh, the, the comparison factor. Oh, yeah. You know, and yeah. like... Okay, and then what happens when you get older? Mm-hmm. You know, you you get older. Your your wife or your husband gets older, and they're not going to look like the people in the magazines or, or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, yeah. so then you're going to continue to compare. Then you're going to continue to be perpetually, literally unhappy. Mm-hmm. Well, and what happens is that. Uh, so my very best friend is a pediatrician. She deals with you know babies up oh, to like 19 yeah. years old or whatever, and there's a huge increase in. Like young men not being able to have orgasm, they can't maintain an erection. Like there's all these erectile dysfunction type things because they are looking at pornography mm-hmm. all the time. Seen in otherwise very healthy males, yeah, twenty four years and under. Right? Are you and, kidding? And so what happens is there's a, a bunch of different things going on at once. One of which that people don't often talk about is that. I'm just going to use really broad sweeping terms here. Don't get mad at me. But like if a man is watching pornography all the time, he is going to assume that, and this is something it it socializes you to believe. And this is actually my next point. I'll just read it. It says pornography shapes your social scripts about genders, such as men just want to have sex all the time. Or when women say no, they really mean yes. Or if women play hard to get, it means they really want it. Or it's a man's role to always pursue the woman. Mm -hmm. So those sexual scripts if your sexual script in your brain that is put there from pornography says men are horny all the time all they want to do is have sex they want to have sex with everybody Mm -hmm. and you're not like that you already without any other inside influence Mm -hmm. or input feel less than yeah again comparison right yeah you're comparing yourself to well that guy's always like ready to rumble and I'm not what's the problem with me or okay let's get into real stuff like even body size like whoa that guy's huge Mm -hmm. or that lady is you know I don't know huge (laughs) huge I don't know um then again you then the the comparison it's a it's a obvious visual comparison then Uh that gets in your brain then you go oh well you go look yourself in the mirror I'm Mm -hmm. not like that I don't do that this is then and then just the comparison traps the comparison the is the absolute thief right of joy contentment gratitude right and one of the things that comes to mind i don't know why this analogy or this visual keeps coming to my head it's as if so i'm going to draw this analogy i think it's pretty pretty decent so the pornography version of sexual intimacy is like the rally car version of driving right you see a rally car on the road or like on a racetrack, they mm-hmm. are like, and they're, you know, they're like e-breaking around the corner. They're, they're drifting. They're balls they're, to the wall. Right. They're balls Literally. to the wall. Literally. <laughs> like, uh, and they're like, you know, going a, 190 and they're flying nothing and they're lifting off the ground. Right. So if that's all you think that driving is and you go to driver's ed and you're like, I don't even know how to shift into second gear. And I don't I'm even have to, a rally car. <laughs> My rally car is tiny. and Right. <laughs> My rally car society has low gas. Um, if you low think gas. that, if, if that is literally the only idea that you have of driving, mm-hmm. 
you will not understand the joy of a leisurely drive on a Sunday. Right. With the, you know, the windows down and warm summer breezes, whatever. You won't and want... you're going to be driving alone because nobody's going to ride in the car <laughs> with you when you're driving 180. Right. Uh, and so just think of that analogy. Like if we literally never learn all of the... What's going on? Just... If we never learn that uh, sexual intimacy is has a plethora of different ways that it happens. The mm-hmm. men don't always pursue. There sometimes are women that are higher drive. Lots of times there are women that are higher sex drive that pursue their husbands. But mm-hmm. if that is not the script you have in your head, we hear this all the time. And women women feel so ashamed and embarrassed to pursue their husband. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Because the script that pornography has given us says that is wrong. Mm-hmm. That's outside of the norm. Don't do it. Only rally mm-hmm. drive all the time. Like e-brake, jack brake, all the things all the time, but never drive slowly. Brake jack. Whatever, jack brake. (laughs) I'm calling it jack braking. Um, Anyway, so that's a really important thing to to point out. And again, it's so damaging when we think things like only men can pursue women. Uh, That that in and of itself causes so much marital, marital strife that we... It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this is a huge, huge, huge factor. I want you to think about this if you have children. Pornography encourages male peer relationships that are accepting of behaviors such as aggression, minimizing, excusing, and mm-hmm. rationalizing violence against women. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that stands out to me as being a very important thing to talk about when we're talking about the pornography conversation is how incredibly damaging... I think people all think, most people think, Oh, the people who make pornography like it. Mm -hmm. Because the people who make pornography tell you they like it because they're paid to do that. Right. Right? Do you think the person who scrubs your floor loves to scrub your floor? They're paid to do that. They are not going to tell you they hate scrubbing floors Mm -hmm. if that's how they get paid. They may have chosen a totally different occupation, but sometimes they have to. And so I I have seen, sorry, I've seen a lot of youth clients before. I've grown up with, you know, kids eight, nine, 10, and see them until they're 18. And I have seen this uh, play out. And trust me, people don't want to be where they are sometimes. And your other point... Um, well, are you, I'm sorry, you're just like blasting by something I wanted to talk okay, about Okay, sorry. Lot. So like, it's a very important thing to understand. People who are participating in pornography, videos that you're buying and looking at online and all of that stuff, a lot of them, a lot of them are abusively forced to be there Mm -hmm. they are like uh like they have a pimp kind of right um i was reading uh i was looking at a website that was talking about it's like for former pornography stars i can't remember the name of it but it's like people who got out of the porn industry who are wanting to educate people about how terrible it is and a lot of like story after story after story of like i was beaten on set and they said, if I did not do this horrendous thing that I did not want to do, I would not be paid. Mm. Right? So then they say, well, I'm trapped. I'm getting beaten, like literally punched in the head by a man who is saying, you told me you would do this. And they'll switch up the script. And now I have to do this other thing. Women are like, I've been choked. Literally thought I was going to die. I've been vomiting. and be." I mean, this is not uncommon. So when you're looking at this highly edited, beautiful, whatever, and it's so whatever, these people are being abused. Mm-hmm. They have trauma. They are getting traumatized for your pleasure. Is that mm-hmm. what you want? Like these people also are sisters, daughters, mm-hmm. granddaughters, they're friends. Mm-hmm. Like, they're human. They're real people. So I want also to make sons you... sons and brothers and stuff, too. Absolutely, there's, there's yes. Not just, the, about, like, not just the women. Men 
who don't want to be there either. Exactly. You know? And so I want to encourage you, disgust yourself by how much you know about this idea. Like, disgust yourself that you're like, oh, would I want my sister to be treated like that? Absolutely not. Would mm-hmm. you want your daughter to be treated like that? Absolutely not. Make yourself sick with it. That mm-hmm. is the best advice that I could give you. Mm-hmm. Make yourself sick with it. Uh, um, the, uh, the next point that I have was pornography trains the users. Oh, wait, that didn't apparently didn't mm-hmm. finish that one. Um, Go to the next one. It increases marital infidelity by 300%. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. I know, obviously, it's not good. It doesn't support a healthy, uh, enriching marriage, but uh, increases marital fidelity by... Well, infidelity. Yeah, I guess they, <clears throat> infidelity. I guess they got that statistic of folks who were going through a separation or divorce. You know, what was one of the main problems? Either uh-huh. like money or other people or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 88% of pornographic scenes depict violence and aggression. Which we again, talked about that. if yeah. this is your sex educator, if this is your sex ed class, yeah, is harmful, violent, aggressive, like very, very damaging sexual mm-hmm. behaviors. Mm-hmm. And this is what you're learning you're not just seeing it, you're learning it. More is caught than taught. Yeah, and like what you were saying, the industry is directly linked to drug abuse on set, child exploitation, and human trafficking. And that's what I was going to say mm-hmm. Like uh, for young uh, clients that I've had who I've seen grow up and stuff. Uh, they sometimes end up in those situations. And trust me, if you know someone from a Are young- you saying that you've had... Hu- like clients yeah. that have done pornography what are you saying no i'm it not i'm not, not saying that i'm saying. saying like into different situations where they don't want to be i guess i don't want to get too specific but uh how about this um i've seen uh firsthand child exploitation and human trafficking and the effects of that right and mm-hmm. nobody who's exploited or trafficked are voting to be there right you understand what i'm saying yes and usually uh there's they they cope with the abuse cope with the trauma with drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. and then they become dependent on that and mm-hmm. then that's just downward spiral and right it's not a good thing absolutely mm-hmm. and that to me is one of the most important things to help you as a if you're struggling with porn addiction or whatever make it disgusting to yourself mm-hmm the connection that you're longing for by looking at pornography is not disgusting. The mm-hmm. connection that you're longing for. The connection for. piece. The connection and pleasure with mm-hmm. another human that is your spouse. Right. And as I was looking up information for this episode, I came across a website called fightthenewdrug.org, I think. And mm-hmm. basically, it's like, have you ever seen the shirts that say, like, porn kills love? Have you ever seen those t-shirts? Mm-hmm. So they're, I think, the people who created that. Mm-hmm. They, it's an excellent website. I will share it on our Facebook page and everything. But they they have the whole sort of the breakdown of what it does to the individuals, like to your brain, to your heart, mm-hmm. and then to our world because it deeply, deeply impacts our world. Like no joke, for pornography, people are s- stealing children. Mm-hmm. St- like go listen to sh- like a podcast about this. It's horrendous mm-hmm. what happens to people. Like they get forced into these sexual situations over and over and over again. They are traumatized unbelievably but Mm -hmm. you're watching it for enjoyment somebody says make it disgusting Mm -hmm. don't shame yourself we are all able to rise above and dig out any nasty addictions and behavior yes that is absolutely true and oftentimes there is a shame cycle uh, uh, associated associated with any kind of addiction especially pornography addiction Mm -hmm. and so if you are struggling with this and you're like yeah i know it i know Mm-hmm. Melanie, I know Seth, I don't want to do this anymore, but you find yourself going back to it. Mm-hmm. Then reach out to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage where you can hook up 
legitimately get with a licensed counselor Mm -hmm. who is a professional. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I could be on that site and Mm -hmm. do therapy, Mm -hmm. right? And you will get hooked up with someone very specific. You can handpick who you want to engage with as your therapist. And what you're struggling with. And what you're struggling with, right? Dot, 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 all this stuff. They will pair you with a therapist who's like, dude, I have a decade of experience with that. Mm -hmm. Let me help you, right? Uh, So go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to take advantage of this mm-hmm. resource uh we that helps us out and more so it'll help you out it's all it's private mm-hmm. it's confidential and it works guys it absolutely works somebody says how do you promote a sex positive mindset with young boys without the use of porn i find that a lot of the issues with anti-porn rhetoric is that it lumps sex as mm-hmm. also being a bad thing um yes so there is i have to figure out if i can find this but the co-creator of our app the get your marriage on app Daniel Purcell is his name. He recently, I think he did a virtual summit. He was a part of a virtual summit where he talked about sex positivity and males because Mm -hmm. it is not talked about almost at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's a fascinating idea. You really don't think about it, especially in the church. All they really teach Mm -hmm. is sex is bad. Don't look at porn. Don't get someone Mm -hmm. pregnant. Right? And then they're not really teaching us healthy Po- right. Let, I'm going to reframe it. So you said, um, how do you how do you do a sex positive mindset with young boys without the use of porn? So I'm going to ask you this: How do you breathe uh, without uh, smoking? Right? How do you breathe without? How do you teach somebody about your lungs and your diaphragm and the importance of breathing in air without cigars? Without cigars, right? <laughs> well. You do it without cigars, right? Yeah. You talk about it. You say, okay, this is fresh air, and I'm going to be like overly dramatic here, but I think it'll get the point across. This is fresh air. You go outside. See those beautiful trees out there that God made? Those help us breathe, right? And that could be an, a, an analogy. Like, see see these physical like desires that you have? You know what? God made you a wife or God made you a, a, a husband out there somewhere, okay? Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about the biological piece. You know, there is absolutely no shame in you needing to get fresh air into your lungs, Mm-hmm. Okay, and you can absolutely do it without, <laughs> without a, right. a cigar or smoking, right? right. So that is the old, that is not uh, uh, pornography. Not is absolutely not a sex educator. Well, it is, but it is it's a not bad, the one you want. Bad, bad teacher. Right. That analogy made sense. It's great. That's a perfect analogy. I like that. So mm-hmm. one of the things I'm reading right now is "Sex, God, and the Conservative Church" by Dr. Tina Shermer Sellers. It is a textbook for master's level therapist and mm-hmm. it's amazing you can get it on amazon right now but one of the things that she talks about is having instead of having the sex talk mm-hmm. like one time mm-hmm. you have what she calls 100 one minute conversations mm-hmm. and oftentimes your children if you're i mean i don't know how old your kids are for the person asking this question but your kids will reveal to you when they're ready to talk about certain things mm-hmm. because they don't know that those certain things are off limits mm-hmm. right I mean, off limits and air quotes. Mm -hmm. So like if, for example, this is going to sound so weird, but y'all, it's the truth. We have a back massager Mm -hmm. that our kids found. Like it's a big thing that massages your back, right? And then the kids would be like, you know, playing around with it. And then they'd put it like on their crotch and they'd be like, that feels great. Mm -hmm. And that is a one minute conversation Mm -hmm. opportunity right there Mm -hmm. where you tell them. 
you know that feels great because your body is designed for pleasure, right? Sounds really weird. Mm -hmm. Sounds super uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Do it anyway. Because otherwise, pornography will take the place of that one-minute conversation that you could have had when your kid was touching themselves. That's right. Right? And we can't put our shame and fear and uncomfortable sort of feelings and discomfort onto them Mm -hmm. because they don't have that yet. Mm -hmm. So there's a part of sex education for your children Mm -hmm. that comes from you having to reframe your own personal Mm -hmm. experience with stuff. But you have to deal with, you have to deal with it, deal it before you teach it, deal with it before you teach it. Right. Right. (laughs) Uh, And so it is very challenging to do, but I, it's very much worth your time and effort Mm -hmm. to think through how to do that. Well, Um, another thing is reading together. Like we have, if your kids are littler, we have body books like amazing you, which Dr. Gail Saltz wrote. Uh, We interviewed her in season two, but amazing you is a body book. It's literally talks about the body parts Mm -hmm. and the penis and the vagina and the vulva and the uterus and like, Hey Devin. And the, (laughs) (laughs) and so it talks about uterus. Oh, Devin, what's up? What's up? So it talks about the body in a way that's not shaming. It's not sexual. And again, I want to remind Uh you, if you have small children, they do not have in their mind any understanding of sexually explicit thoughts, ideas. Mm -hmm. If they say words that to you mean something and don't mean something to them, do Mm -hmm. not freak out. Don't get upset. (gasps) That is not helpful. They will never learn right? Mm -hmm. Or they will learn that bodies are shameful, that bodies and talking about them is bad, so don't Mm -hmm. do it. Um, And it's... It's just very important to not not shame them for things that are in your brain and not in theirs. Right. So let's see. I think that's <clears throat> it for No, it's not. Today. I have a bunch no? of other things I'm going to say. Oh. So another thing that I really want to say specifically, specifically around um, boys and teaching boys about their bodies and positive, healthy sexuality mm-hmm. is that <clears throat> I don't know if we talked about this lately, but this idea that Dr. Tina Shermer-Sellers said when I was at a conference with her where she said that boys are typically taken off of parents' laps at like age seven. Mm-hmm. So by the time when a kid is around seven, they're getting kind of bigger and they're like, oh, don't, don't sit on my lap. That's not what boys do. Mm-hmm. Like boys are strong and they're whatever, whatever. So what happens inadvertently on accident, we don't mean to do it, is that we never give our younger sons physical affection that is just loving, mm-hmm. right? We do this all the time. We touch our kids constantly. Like we kiss them. We we make sure that they know what appropriate, loving, healthy touch is. Mm-hmm. Because when you don't give that to your sons in particular, and then nobody touches them until they're 17, mm-hmm. and then the only touch they get when they're 17 is sexual mm-hmm. touch, then that go, has messed them then up they go ballistic, true. right? And maybe yes. some of the guys can relate to that. Uh, yeah, because it's the thing. Right, like mm-hmm. no one has held my hand or given me a hug or just sat with me and laid there just because they love me mm-hmm. for 10 or 7 years and then all of a sudden the only physical affection you get is sexual touch. Mm-hmm. That is super hard for a, a mm-hmm. young person to understand what for to do a, with. Uh, for a, a girl too. Yes. And you know, like I again, I've had clients who are just absolutely boy crazy, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, also male clients who were just absolutely girl crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? and, and they're, you're really, they're looking for something that they didn't get often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a, a really important factor to put into this whole conversation is that we are showing our children what type of behavior is expected. Or let me say that again, how my parents treated me 
is how I will look for my future spouse to treat me. Mm-hmm. So if my parents said I was an idiot, you're too stupid for anything, you're never going to go to college, I'm going to look for a person who treats me the same way because mm-hmm. that's what I know. We go uh, to what sub- we know. Subconsciously, sub- you're, yeah. you're not going to be like, hey, whoever calls me an idiot, I'm going to you know, jump into bed with or anything right. like that. It's You're going to uh, look for that. Um, you're not looking for someone to call you an idiot, but you're not looking for someone to Say respect smart. you and lift you up. <laughs> right. And you know, and if they do that, you'd be like, oh, this feels weird. This yes. isn't what I know. We go to what we know. Right. So if we are used to being treated in an objectifying way, if we're used to being ignored, if we're mm-hmm. used to being yelled at, we will find that in another person. Even if we think we don't like it, we mm-hmm. will find it and seek it out and become that way in relationships and why this is important to this overall healthy sexuality pornography conversation is that this is something that we need to teach on purpose, uh, teach our children how to look for suitable interactions on purpose. And Mm -hmm. that includes around sexuality. It is not okay. So more is caught than taught. If you have 100 one minute conversations with your kid about sexuality, you can tell them things like no one is ever allowed to force you to do anything that Mm -hmm. you don't want to do, whether that's, like steal something Mm -hmm. or touch them somewhere. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that conversation, they're not going to learn it on their own. Mm -hmm. They're going to be coerced by someone who is bad and not know the difference. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, If you have, if you teach respect into your children and healthy sexual respect, if you teach respect, then you will have people around you that seek respect. Yeah. I mean, you, Mm -hmm. you won't allow disrespectful people into your child's life, into your life. You won't allow it. And you will teach it. So then your kid is not going to seek a disrespectful, harmful person. Mm -hmm. And that has to do with all sorts of things. Uh, Let's see. How do you correct that issue with a husband that isn't aware he was missing that affection as a child of 7 or 12 or whatever age? Mm -hmm. I, again, say get counseling. Mm -hmm. Go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. We partnered with them because we believe in them and we trust them. So just listening to a podcast is not enough. Just having the information is not enough. Just knowing about mm -hmm. it is not enough. And also thinking, how do I get someone who is not me to do something? Right. That's hard. Just like I was saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And uh, sure, you can encourage and help and help facilitate, but the decision for them to do something yes mm-hmm. or no is, is theirs and theirs alone. Uh, so yeah, get faithful.com forward slash anatomy marriage to get hooked up with a yeah. licensed professional psychotherapist. But I will say you can have, conver- you can do sort of conversation style, conversation starter style questions mm-hmm. that invite a new way of thinking, mm-hmm. not a, you're doing this wrong. You miss mm-hmm. this. You're bad. You're dumb. You're mm-hmm. lacking. But what do you think about whatever? And I would mm-hmm. highly suggest read Sex, God, and the Conservative Church mm-hmm. by Dr. Tina Shermer-Sellers. It will give you the framework to think of these things differently. Mm-hmm. But inviting a new opportunity is the way that right. it's presented in marketing. Like, uh-huh. ha- like, what would it look like if, you know, I don't know. There's lots of it, It's like uh, Dave Ramsey talks about, because he gets callers all the time. Hey, I'm on board with the debt-free thing. Uh, but my spouse is not. Yeah. How do I get them to do this? You know, and he talks about don't turn my name into a cuss word within the household, right? <laughs> right. So what he's saying there is, you, I can't get Melanie. If I'm on fire for something, then I can't get her to like, hey, you have the same enthusiasm that I have. Right. I can invite her. Right. I can model the behavior, and I can show her the results of mm-hmm. if I wanted to get, you know, well, like seventy five hard, mm-hmm. right? I said I am doing this. Mm-hmm. I 
fully, absolutely committed, and you even pushed back, and I was like, you know, I I'm hated not, it. Yeah, I'm not asking you to do it. I, you don't have to do mm-hmm. it. I am doing it mm-hmm. right. Oh, now guess what? After I completed it, she started it. Mm-hmm. Did I say, hey, you should do this? Blah blah. blah. I said, hey, it's been super helpful for right. me. And she saw. I saw the evidence. Of she that. saw the evidence. Saw the actions. Physical, my body, mm-hmm. and then also more so in my than my body. The emotional, mm-hmm. the psychological, the the mindset that it changed. Right. So, right, my actions invited her. So, I would encourage this listener to whatever your actions are. Hey, I, I thought about going to a counselor just because you know sometimes I, I need to talk about these things or process th- these things. Hey, I'm reading this book because I'm interested in it mm-hmm. and it's going to shed some light mm-hmm. on some things that you know I processed when I was little right. or whatever. You know and. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Well, I think what is important too is that just the example of our podcast, like you and I talk about things outside of a context of trying to solve them in our own marriage. We just talk about things. Mm. We have a topic like pornography. We just talk about it. We're mm-hmm. not talking about it because you're dealing with it. I'm struggling with it. Well, we're talking about it because we are growing and learning about one another. Mm-hmm. So I would highly encourage just talk about these things outside of the context of trying to solve them, mm-hmm. outside of the context of being in the middle of a battle with them. Does that make sense? Like you can you literally take this episode and say, this is a conversation that I would like to... <laughs> Look, our kids just wrote a sign. Are you done yet? Yes, no. What does the other one say? Yes or no. Yes or no. That's probably backwards. I don't know. Right. Uh, see it that no, way? we're no. not done yet. So one of the things Scram. that I want to encourage is... Like doing the conversation starters in our app, making conversation starters out of this. Mm -hmm. Like you could literally, actually, let's think of five conversation starters around pornography that people could talk about that are not accosting, they're not accusing, they're not inflammatory. Mm -hmm. Um, So like you could literally ask your spouse, how do you think pornography has harmed uh, your view of sex Mm -hmm. or intimacy? And ask that to one another. Or maybe, so that's assuming something that maybe uh, they have seen it before which statistically everyone has so i don't want to have that be an argument what if you said hey how do you think the depiction of or what do you think men and women in yeah the the impact or something so make it not really anything having to do with Mm -hmm. you like how how do you think you know especially if if we have kids you know i'm worried about like the culture and the movies and stuff like that how do you think that might impact our kids lives you know uh you better scram you're gonna get in trouble thank you so what do you how what do you how would you word that? What do you think the impact of pornography is on uh, our lives or what? On people's view of relationships, and mm-hmm. you'll say people's view, not mm-hmm. your view. So I want you to like throw it out there and put it kind of not ambiguous to shy away from anything, but just in a way that doesn't cause an argument. If if that makes sense, you know, uh, you could ask, you could use the same line of questioning around money, like. Uh, how did you grow up? What What did your parents teach you about money? You know, or you could say this: What did your parents teach you about sex and intimacy? Or how did you learn? How about this? How did you learn about sex and intimacy like that? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And that's a, a again a a, a more non confrontive thing because we don't want to be well. Sure, there's times to be confronting and like, listen, I'm I'm mm-hmm. calling you out on this kind of thing, right. but I don't. I don't want to start conversations like that uh, with you or I, and especially not with listeners. Again, this is just a conversation. It's not an accusation. It's not in relationship to a tension point or anything. Mm -hmm. Literally just talk about it. What other questions could we have people ask one another to open this conversation up? Uh, Or how about this? Mm -hmm. Are there, uh, has pornography 
given you unreal expectations of what sex and intimacy should look like in our marriage. Yeah. I'm writing these down as we t- talk. Or, or you could say, you know, when you were younger, what kind of what kind of things did you learn? And is that and, and how is that unrealistic in our marriage today? And so that would be fairly easy. Oh, yeah. Well, it is like you said, well, it's all about the man and every mm-hmm. woman wants it. Mm-hmm. And this is how you do stuff. And like, you know, kind of thing. Right. How about this one? What do you wish you could unlearn? From pornography. Mm, that's a good one. How about that? mm-hmm. That's a good one. Okay. So we're going to put these questions somewhere, maybe in the show notes. And you guys, if this is an issue or if other things are an issue for you, we absolutely encourage you go to go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Again, you'll get hooked up with a licensed professional counselor and everything's confidential. Mm-hmm. Everything is confidential. We don't know. We don't have any information mm-hmm. who goes there or not. We just get different stats on stuff, but it's mm-hmm. totally uh, um, uh, anonymous. Big, uh, anonymous. We, yeah. we don't know, right? So don't let that yeah. stop And these you from are going. real therapists. They're HIPAA compliant. They're mm-hmm. te- it's teletherapy. You can do video therapy, text therapy, phone call therapy. And I want to really encourage you, like when we used to go to marriage counseling forever ago, when we were going through our hardest things, we would literally have to make it like our date night, which mm-hmm. was the worst because mm-hmm. we had to get a babysitter. We had to spend all the time to drive to the place. Mm-hmm. It was so crappy. It made yeah, a crappy situation hard. way, 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 way worse. Mm-hmm. So I really encourage you. This getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage is an awesome way to begin your healing journey. No joke. Go visit the website. Absolutely. Um, and if you have any questions, any thoughts, any concerns, please send them in to hello at anatomyofmarriage.com. And again, or, you know, DM us stuff on Facebook, whatever. But we really thank the person who sent this question mm-hmm. in. It is amazing that this listener had the thought and the care to say, hey, you guys are doing great stuff, but I'm a little bit confused by this thing. We always appreciate feedback. So thank you so right. much. Right. So thank you for joining us, too, on a Saturday. We're going to end with one conversation starters from the app, Get Your Marriage On. And this is in the Just for Fun category. Okay. Uh, are you afraid of any places in the world? Uh, not really. Well, I mm-hmm. mean, I guess I'm afraid of the Middle East, if I'm honest, like yeah. where there's wars. Right. Or like any anywhere where there's a war, which there's wars all over the world, not just the Middle East. Right. But I'm afraid of any place where there's like active guns happening. Yeah. Or threat of getting kidnapped or yeah. abducted or stuff like that. Uh-huh. And I think, yeah, I, I would go anywhere and... Yeah, I would go anywhere. If it yeah. was like the safe part of town, <laughs> like I'll go anywhere. <laughs> well, sometimes sometimes Russia might Russia? be scary. Listen to that, 1980s. Russia. Uh, Rocky. Rocky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Cold War stuff. Right. Uh, so that's funny. We, we talked about this last night because I went to Dubai a couple of years ago. And it's probably... Well, it's it's literally like the 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 second safest country in the world. In the uh, whole world. United, United Arab Emirates are. But... I am literally right next door to Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. Oman, Oman uh, Yemen, and across the Persian Gulf, which I swam in, by the way, which is awesome, <laughs> is Iran, Yeah, right? And there are people in those countries who... I want to go to Ijog. <laughs> I made myself laugh. Nice. People in those countries who want to abduct and hurt Americans, right? right. So that's that's the only thing that I would be afraid of. Want to hear what was I guess. when we went... To, oh, hey, you guys. No, thank you. When we went to Morocco, this is a very funny story. We went all over uh, Europe for a wedding. And we went to Morocco as part of our like thing. And when we were in Spain, before we went to Morocco, like legitimately, a man at a wedding told me, uh, they love redheads there. If they joke about trading you for a camel, 
don't say yes. And I was like, what? And he goes, really? They will, ju- they will say to you, I will trade your wife for 10 camels. Don't say yes, they're serious. And I'm like, is this real? So I don't know if it was real or if it was like a horrendous, uh, like. Oh, wait a minute. Is June 21st coming up? What are you 2020? talking about? 2020? That's what he said. What are you talking about? I traded you for 10 camels on oh June my 21st, gosh. 2020. Oh my gosh, you're <laughs> so weird. Uh, but I don't know if it was just like a horrific racial thing that happened, like racist. Right. Like, this is what I believe about those people. But it was mm. the weirdest experience ever. So then I legitimately was like, okay, if someone says they'll trade me for a camel, I got to mm-hmm. keep my guard up. Yeah. But yeah, so that, that's <laughs> so a good question. Weird. Maybe there are other places that have spiders that you don't want to go to. But anyway, oh, yeah, the, the for point, true. I guess that was it. On, I don't the, like So the point is, spiders. go get the Get Your Marriage on app and do conversation starters. It is super 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 fun so thank you guys for joining us on saturday we have neglected our kids long enough and they're probably going to be in trouble now but we have to be graceful because we forced their hand so love you guys uh go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get help we love you but have an amazing day bye